Mr. G, you're mischievous. What's 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 it all about? What's it all about? Well, I think that many, many years ago in a small damp pond, life was created in the essence of the sea. Somehow we jumped onto land. Reptiles became mammals. Mammals, right? And then somehow we all end up in this studio speaking about Mr Finkel's cat. And in the process of that, in the process of that evolution, when did you become a performance poet? When did I become a performance poet? Oh, I think about 12 years ago. 12 uh-huh. years ago. And um, I used to just do little uh, shows. I started off as a DJ, actually. Right? Mm-hmm. And we used to like, put on these nights around Brixton and South London. And um, there was this one guy that came up to us, and he wanted to propose to his girlfriend on one of our nights, our DJ nights, and he wanted to read her a poem. And like, what, you want to stop a club night and we give you the mic and you read a poem and propose to your girlfriend? We're like, no, 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 we can't do that. So what we did was, was that we decided to we'll create a fake poetry night where we all read poems. I was on a DJ crew of about four or five of us. We all read poems and he read the last poem, proposed to his girlfriend. She said yes, the balloons came down, everybody enjoyed it and people enjoyed the poetry and I've been stopped rhyming ever since. Really? So you did yeah. it for the first time then and yeah. you, you must have liked performing it. I enjoyed performing, yeah, just like just putting, you know, putting little rhymes together and just getting your concepts out there. And then I just started exploring the spoken word scene in London right. and just meeting lots of different performers. I met um, beatboxers and comedians and all types of people that are out there in this little underground scene. And then, you know, from then onwards, I just became known as Mr. G the Poet. But what we need to know, Mr. G, what was that first poem? That first poem... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Nothing I, about I, Mr. Figgles' no, 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 cat, no, which was... No, I used, to, I, used to, I used to work delivering scaffolding. And, um, oh, did you? Yeah, delivering scaffolding and in the building trade, and I absolutely hated my job. Right? My, were, my, were the my, other fellas nice? Or were they not nice? Always wanted... no one's no one's nice. <laughs> right, no okay. one wants to be there. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Right? Okay. You know, and like my, nice. my boss was like, "Who's that dude? Is it is it Mackay from Porridge? You know, oh, yeah, right. like, yeah, yeah, like that. that my yeah. boss was like that. And me and him used to have huge arguments. And so I used to just write stuff to release the pressure. All the stuff I couldn't say to him, right. I put it in the poem, and then just go back and say, "Yeah, how you doing, sir? You know what I mean? That's that's so that was the essence, the pain of my <laughs> boss, right? And can we hear that? Is it is it is it radio tourable? It's yes, I think it's radio tourable. Let's okay, have it. Let's have it, Mr. Okay, G. Okay, this poem is called More Overtime and it's based around my boss asking me to do some more overtime. Okay. I'm sitting at my desk. I'm trying not to get stressed. I'm hoping the phone don't ring and it won't bring another test of patience. I stay tense throughout the day to keep the latent heat of my temper at bay. The workplace is the worst place for me to spend my time. A hurt face and pressed shirt brace as I feel my mind be constricted by the hypocritical lines as we all try to play the trick to find. Things in common with our associates as we run on the hours and we hope it gets over finito and done real quick. When my time is complete, I'm going to run real quick where I can escape and vacate from this mind-numbing place. It wrecks my mental state every time I contemplate. All my family and friends, I don't get to see them on a regular basis, yet it's the same old faces that inhabit this place that provides the grace of my precious time that won't ever again be mine. I know I'll never refine the years of my prime. So I refuse to grow old with no memories to hold. I'd rather blow all my dough and travel the world. They say you're only young once. You're only alive once I die. I can't cry wondering why my boring life shunts me from home to work, from work to home. I'm surrounded by people, but yet I feel so alone. I get told that I need to. Grow up and just see to the money that feeds you, which everyone needs true. Create a planet you heed to until you're old and you're feeble. Forget about the dreams of your young days and be enslaved to whatever pays. And as the years pass, month by month, week by week, day by day, when you retire, what do you think that you'll say? That the office seduced me, 
confused and reduced me to sacrifice all my youth. See, I tried to search for what the truth be, the peace of mind that eludes me, but my bills wanted proof. See, my mortgage disputes me. You want me to do more overtime? Absolutely. Mr. <laughs> G, oh, that is fantastic. Well done, man. We're going to be back with this crew after this from Lizzie.